Welcome to the Crossing Church Podcast. This week, Pastor Jonas Alday closes out our Hot Topics series with a message titled, God Still Speaks. We hope you enjoy this weekend's message. Welcome. Welcome to the Crossing. Hey, let's give it up for South Shore and Plant City. Shout out to them. Let's also send some love out to our pastors. We love y'all. We love you, Pastor Greg, Pastor Tamara. Thank you for letting me fill in today. We are uh, in a series, and uh, we're in a series. It's called Hot Topics. And uh, so I get a hot topic today to talk about, and, uh, which is always fun. And uh, we're having all kinds of technical difficulties up here today. Usually I'm in the dark wrestling with that so you don't see me, but, you know, whatever today. <laughs> um, so, so anyway, we're, we're in a uh, series called Hot Topics. And before I jump into mine, let's, uh, let's pray. Let's just invite the Lord's presence in. Lord, we just thank you that you are enthroned in our praises, Lord. In our worship, you, we, we build a throne for you. And you said in your word, you are enthroned in our praises. And I thank you, Lord, that your presence is here. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are guiding us, you are leading us. I ask that you give us ears to hear and hearts to receive your word planted in us today. Lord, I ask that you guide this service, you direct us, you speak to us, you, you transform us at our core. And uh, God, we just thank you, thank you, thank you for your presence. You are so holy, holy, holy are you, Lord God Almighty. And Lord, we worship you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. So my, the, what I get to talk about today is, is uh, God still speaks. And I think he's calling here at the Tampa campus. <laughs> but that's okay. Answer it. He might have a word for you. <laughs> so this coming Wednesday, we have our prophetic night coming. And that was one of the things that we were talking about is uh, Pastor Tom Lane and a group of people are coming to uh, share words in season for us. Uh, if you've never been to one, you need to come. And if you've been, you need to come because God speaks to his people. And we're going to talk about that today and how he speaks to us and, and, the, and the different ways he speaks to us. Now, uh, the reason this is such a hot topic is we can look around us and we can see that people are looking for answers. People in the world are looking for answers. All the occult stuff that's in, in the world around us tells us, sends us a sign that says we're looking for an answer from the other side. You know, all the, all the, 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 the secret societies and the horoscopes and the, the alien stuff now that everybody's looking for an answer from the other side, but we are the ones that have the true answers. We're the ones that have that. And God uses, uses us prophetically at times to give those answers. They also look into witchcraft and, you know, fortune-telling, horoscopes and santeria and tea leaves and bones and all this craziness. And, but, but God has an answer for them. You know, we look at, at Disney and Hollywood and, you know, we get mad at them because they make, they make movies about supernatural things that they understand but we really can't get upset with them because they're lost. And they're, we can't expect them to act like they're not lost. They're just grasping for answers. You know, I, I mean, you look at, at Disney, they put out a, in Frozen 2, they had the elemental spirits, which are referred to in the Bible, which, you know, they're, they're, they've been around forever. And, but we can't get upset with that because really 
you know, they're doing what they know to do and they're making money and they, that's all they know. And, but we're supposed to raise our kids and we should be pouring into our kids and not let Disney babysit our kids and brainwash them. We should be training them up in the way they should go and the things of the Lord to know that we have the answers for all those that are lost. And instead of getting upset with people, we should, make, we, we should really push into those areas with our talents, our, the things that God has gifted us with, to become an influence in those areas where we can begin to influence the world around us and people will begin to get saved and then, then they won't be lost anymore, which would be a great thing. So, a prof and, and being prophetic is a way that God uses his people to minister to people who are lost. We can't be mad because they're trapped. Now, if you look at the Bible, if you look at the Bible, a quarter of the Bible is predictive prophecy. And a third of that has already come to pass. 351 prophecies were fulfilled in the life of Jesus. And then Jesus also prophesied when he was on the earth and a lot of the ones that he did, they've already come to pass also. And God wants to, he, he, he uses prophecy in a couple of ways. One, to speak to his people, to give us guidance, to give us direction and those kind of things. But also he uses us prophetically to be able to speak to non-believers. Now there's a lot to learn about being able to operate prophetically, but just know that this, this coming Wednesday, you need to be here. You need to be, if you haven't made plans yet, make plans. Call off work if you need to, take a lunch break in the middle of your shift or something, I don't know, but you need to be here because God is gonna speak this week. Now, as we're going through how God speaks to us, I wanna just kind of give a brief view of the Old Testament and how he spoke in the Old Testament. Uh, first, he spoke through miraculous encounters. And you see this in the life of Moses with the burning bush. Uh, he spoke to him through the burning bush. Then you see all the plagues of Egypt he spoke to Pharaoh through the plagues and, and, and got his people free. He spoke to Joshua by sending the, the captain of the Lord's army before Joshua was going into battle. And Joshua asked him, are you on my side or are you on their side? And he said, I'm not on either, but you would do good to get on my side. So God's got a side that we need to be on his side and not just have our side. So we need to figure out where he's at and get with him. But um, God also, in that battle, uh, in, in a battle, there were five kings that came against Joshua and he was, he, the God was using him to beat them. They took off running and then God started throwing giant hailstones at them and killing them. So, and then, and then he caused the sun to stand still for almost a day. You know, for all you flat earthers out there, he said, he didn't say the earth stood still. He said the sun stood still, but I, I'm going to move on because I'm not a flat earther. So I, I know that's a hot topic. We're not covering today. <laughs> Anyway, Elijah, he was fed by the birds. I mean, he went and, and stayed at a brook and uh, birds brought him meat every day. I mean, that's pretty miraculous. He went to a widow's house and the widow just had a little bit of oil and a little bit of meal. And he said, make, make a cake for me first. And, and it never ran out throughout the entire drought. You know, that's God speaking. He spoke to Daniel because Daniel was thrown into the lion's den and spoke to the king through Daniel being thrown into the lion's den because the lions didn't eat Daniel. And then when he pulled him out, the king was like, his God is God. You know, I don't know what all these others are, but this one, this one actually does stuff. You know, <laughs> Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. I mean, they were thrown into a fire. It was so hot, it killed the people that threw them in. But yet they just walked around inside of it with, 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 what, with Christ, really. It's, a, it's an embodiment of Christ that was in there with them. 
So in the Old Testament, he spoke through miracles. Not only did he speak through miracles, but he also spoke through prophets and priests. He, would, he spoke through Samuel uh, when, when Saul was supposed to be anointed king. Up until that point, the, the Israelites didn't have a king, but they wanted a king. So God directed Samuel to go anoint Saul as king. So he went and found him, anointed him king. And he also sent Samuel back to, to Saul after Saul rebelled against God and told Samuel, told Saul, Samuel told Saul that uh, God has rejected you and your bloodline because you didn't do what God said. So he sent him back for that. And then, then David came along, and we know some of the stories of David where, where he, he sent his men out to war, and he stayed in, in town, and uh, he committed adultery with, with, with a woman and then had her husband come back hoping that he could cover his tracks, but he couldn't cover his tracks because that man was more honorable than David was at that point, and he went back out to war, and David had him killed. So not only did he commit adultery, but he murdered a man to cover his tracks, and he thought it was all covered up, all well and good. Nobody knew anything about it. He married her and, uh, and thought it was all well and good, and then Nathan the prophet, God spoke to him, and Nathan came and called him out. And when he called him out, David repented, and God did some stuff, and, and, and that kind of thing. So, and you look at the whole, that 17 books in the Old Testament were written by prophets. And it's about the words that they gave and how God spoke to them to speak to the nation. And when, when God would speak to them and, and they would speak to the nation, it turned history for the Jewish people. You know, I mean, I, I look, you look at back, God had him go marry a prostitute just to show how unfaithful Israel was. I would hate to be that prophet. I'm just saying, <laughs> she never was faithful. But anyway, he had to marry her and he had to keep taking her back to show how God takes his people back even after they're unfaithful to him. He's so good to us. I would have been like, God, you're gonna have to tell somebody else that one because that's not me. So, so that's the Old Testament. Thank God he, he set something up from the original his original plan for us was to be able to speak to us personally every day. That was his original plan. When he put Adam and Eve in the garden, he met with them every day and he walked with them in the cool of the day and he would talk with them and, and he, would, he would converse with them and they would, ha they would, they would have, you know, just they, they would grow in their relationship with one another. He wanted relationship with us from the very beginning. But it, it, sin came in which he had to separate himself from us because it, along with his goodness also comes his holiness and his judgment. All that comes with him. It's part of who he is. So if, we're, if we have all this sin in our lives and he comes to talk to us, well, his judgment comes too and judgment happens in our lives because we're sinful. So he had to send his son to die for our sins as a blood sacrifice to cleanse us of our sins so that he could again have a relationship with us and talk with us every day. And he does it in several ways. One, you know, the Holy Spirit comes as our helper to help us and guide us and lead us. But we'll talk about that. I'm jumping ahead. He speaks to us first through his word, through his word. Now, I don't know what, you, what you've heard out there. According to statistics, only 20, I think it's 27 or 28 percent of believers actually believe that this is the absolute word of God, that the Bible is the absolute word of God. But I'm here to tell you, it is the absolute word of God. This is the word of God. There is no other truth. 
Some people say, well, you know, it, it contains the word. It has some of the words of God, but it was written by men and all this kind of mess. I'm here to tell you it's living, it's, it's, it's living and breathing. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. It will divide everything. It'll cut everything the enemy has put in our lives away if we believe this is the word of God. But if we don't, we're, we're doomed just like everybody else. But anyway, this is the word of God. Now, this being the word of God, uh, in the Bible, it tells us in John 1, 1 through 14, I want to encourage you to read the whole thing. I'm not going to read it for sake of time today, but I am going to read verse 1 and verse 14. It says, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. That, and it goes on to say in a couple of verses down, it says that word, that word, everything was created through that word. The word in verse 14 became flesh, took up residence among us. We observed his glory, the glory of the one and only son from the father, full of grace and truth. It's talking about Jesus. Jesus is the word of God. So he is the one that created it all, everything. God, it, and you know, you gotta wrap your head around that. I'm not digging into that today. Just, just put a pin in that one and go back and study it. But he's, he's the one that created everything. And you can literally take Jesus and make him part of your life by taking this word and making this word part of your life. As you read the word of God, you can allow the, God, the word of God to transform who you are by taking this word and applying it to your life and asking the Lord to give you revelation as you read it and he will speak to you through it. Now the Bible also tells us in First Peter or 2 Peter 1 and 3, his divine power has given us everything required for life and godliness through our knowledge of him who called us out of darkness. It's our knowledge of God through his word that we, we, we gain all things. So if there's an, if we're having a problem overcoming something in life, it's not that we had that the issue is the problem is that there's knowledge. There's a knowledge problem because my Bible says that his divine power has given us everything for life, not death, not sickness, not disease for life and godliness through our knowledge of him. If we, if, there, if we have a problem, we just don't understand what God has to say about that problem. We haven't gotten an understanding of it. But I, and if you, don't, re, if you haven't, don't have a hard time reading your Bible, I want to encourage you. Go on your phone, take your phone, go to your app store, go to version, get the Bible app. How many of y'all have the Bible app? Let me see your hands. Ah, most everybody in here, there's some hands that didn't go up. That's fine. For those who didn't raise your hand, go to the Bible app. Download the Bible app. In the Bible app, you can, first you got to set your account up. Then you can begin, then you can go into it and you can pick a plan. You go into a plan and you find a plan. Now, the one I'm doing right now is uh, the daily Bible reading plan. There's, it's a lot of reading in it. But you can also, in that, even if you can't read every day, you can listen. I mean, how lazy have we gotten as Christians? But anyway, so, I mean, I, oh, I couldn't even listen to the Bible today. You know, I mean, come on. 
There's a little button right down here. You can just hit play and it plays. It, it just, it just listen and you can listen to it and get the, get the Bible in our lives. I, I, I'm going to be honest. I, I listen a lot, but I read long as I listen most of the time. And, but anyway, I'm going to go on. You can get friends also to bring some accountability into your life and also people you can share your journey with. You can invite friends uh, to come and be part of the same plan that you're on so that you can walk with one another. That's, that's part of the community of believers. You know? So I encourage you to get in that so that God can begin to speak to you through his word. <clears throat> so that's the first way he speaks to us is through his word. And the second way is through the preached word of God. Now the Bible tells us, um, and truthfully, the Bible tells us that we can't even believe unless we hear the word preached. So let's, let's look at that. In Romans 10, 13 through 15, it says, for whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. How many of y'all heard that scripture? And it's like, and quote that scripture. Lord, I'm calling on your name. I need you to set me free. But look, look what the Bible has to say. How then shall they call on him who they haven't believed? And how then shall they believe on him who they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach unless they're sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace, who bring glad tidings of good things. So really, you, in Scripture, sometimes you start in a place, but you kind of got you got to get to the bottom of it and then walk back through it to see how you actually get to the place to say, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. So let's look at it real, real, real quick. The first step is you got to you got to hear a preacher that's been sent. And a lot of times, especially here in America, <clears throat> we have a lot of selfish ambition. So a lot of preachers just went and they were never sent because preachers who were sent are under authority and their authority came to them and said, hey, you know what? God's put his hand on your life to go do this. Go do that. And they're sent and they're sent in power and authority. So when they deliver the word, there is a word that can transform your life and break, break you free of things that have bound you up. But there are a lot of preachers that just went because they were selfishly ambitious and wanted to go do their own thing and didn't want to submit to nobody and nobody can tell me what to do and that kind of thing. A lot of entrepreneurs have that issue, but we won't deal with that today. Entrepreneurs are great. I love y'all. I'm one. So, so it, you got to have a preacher that was sent and a great book for that is, is Undercover, if you don't understand authority, is Undercover by John Bevere. Um, but but you got to have a preacher who is sent and then you hear the word. Now, let me help you. We all can listen to the word, but that don't mean we heard the word preach. We're all listening to it right now. Y'all are listening to me preach, but that don't mean everybody's hearing what I have to say because those of us that hear, Jesus said it many times, if you have an ear to hear, let them hear. So I, I, I ask that it, the Lord give you an ear to hear what the spirit is saying because in a message from a sent preacher, and thank God we have a sent pastor here who, when he's not here, he sends us to do, to, to do this part also. So when, when it's not necessarily my voice that you, you're listening for, but it's the voice of the Holy Spirit that would speak to you in your innermost parts that would deal with the things that you need dealt with. Now, I can't tell you how many times I've preached on a subject and, I, and, and then people would come up to me afterwards and say, man, we you know, thank you for dealing with this issue. God, God transformed my life in this area. And they walk away and I'm going, I, I ain't say nothing about that. <laughs> Were you even listening to what I said? <laughs> Obviously not, but they heard the Holy Spirit. 
which is more important than hearing me. But if they have an ear to hear, let them hear. So you got to hear the preached word and then you got to believe that the preached word is for you and that, that the word preached can save you from whatever you need to be saved from, whatever's being talked about in that moment. And that's why we offer an altar call. That's why we have prayer partners at the altar. And at the end, we always open it up for you to be able to come to the altar because when there is a word that is preached, if it applies to your life at all and you need God to do something or God spoke to you in a service about something that's in your life that he's trying to heal, he's trying to set you free, he's trying to help you grow in him, whatever it may be, there is an activation of faith that is activated when you step out of your seat and you walk to an altar. Even if you don't get to a prayer partner, if you just get in front of God and say, God, I'm activating my faith to say, yes, this is for me. And I'm asking you to transform my life. Then you can say, I called on the name of the Lord and he saved me from everything I needed to be saved from. There is a grace released when that happens. There is a, there's an anointing that is released to set people free and break yokes of bondage and help people get over things that have always bound them up. Now that's number two. So he speaks to us through the word. He speaks to us through the preached word. And he also speaks to us directly. In John, John 10, verse 26 and 27, it says, uh, but you do not believe because you are not my sheep. This is what Jesus said. My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. So my sheep know my voice. That means he's speaking to us daily. The reason Jesus came back is so, is so that he could speak to us daily so that he could walk with us in the cool of the day and have a conversation with us and guide us and lead us. The Bible also says in Romans 8, 13 and 14, it says, for if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For as many as, as are led by the spirit of God, these are the sons and daughters of God. So if we are led by the spirit of God, we are his sons and daughters. So it's important for us to listen to the Holy Spirit throughout our day. You know, the Bible calls the Holy Spirit our helper. He is sent to help us throughout our day. You can be in a meeting and, 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 and running into a problem that needs to be solved. And you can actually tap in to a conversation with the God that knows everything. The Holy Spirit, you can ask, ask Holy Spirit, what should I say here? What should I do here? And he'll drop something in your mind. He'll speak something in your ear and it'll give the solution to the problem that nobody else could solve. He wants to speak to us daily. He wants to lead us daily. He wants to be in every situation that we're in and help guide us through it. He wants to speak to us in the middle of it. And then there is the prophetic word how he speaks to us. He uses other believers to speak to us. Prophecy is the act of communicating God's heart to his people. The purpose for prophecy is to reveal God's purpose and plan to his people, to confirm what God is already speaking to a person or a group of people. Here's the thing. One of the reasons that we have prophetic words and prophetic presbytery and people who operate in the prophetic and, and are gifted in that is because sometimes we can miss it. How many of y'all have missed it before? All right, so have I. I've missed it big time. So I want to just share a testimony 
And, you know, I, 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 we're, we're getting close to, the, close to the end here because I, I want to be able to, to, to have a time where God, I, I believe God wants to do something in the end of our service that's unique today. So I, I want to share a testimony of one time I missed it. And even though I was praying, even though I was fasting, even though I was seeking the Lord, I still missed it. So um, it was, it's about me coming here to be on staff here at the crossing. So when I, I lived in Georgia, I was at a church there. Me and my wife were at a church there. I was executive pastor for, I don't know, 19 years we were there. And, uh, and God, God blessed and, and we built and, you know, we had two campuses, a college, and we're getting ready to start other campuses. And, and God was just doing some really cool stuff. And, 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 you know, so we were in the middle of it. But in that, you know, staff sometimes come and go. And Pastor Michael Pippen, shout out to Pippen out there in Plant City. Came on staff with us, and and he and I have been best friends for I don't know 18 years now I think, and uh, so anyway he came on staff with us for a season, and uh, then he moved back down here to Florida. He came on staff here at the Crossing, and every position that opened up, he 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 would call me and say, "Man, you need to put in your application." He just wanted us to move to Florida, was the bottom line. I mean, there's a janitor position to open. You need to move to Florida. I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. There's a president of a bank is this open, man. You could, I'm not even doing it. But anyway, so every time he would call me and tell me every position to open here at the church and would try to get me to apply. I'm like, I'm not moving to Florida. I'm good right where I'm at. And so that continued on. And I, we used to come down here on vacation. And so I came, we came one year, I think it was 2014, summer maybe of 2014. And, and, um, we booked a charter captain through Groupon as well, you know, that it didn't work out. He got another charter that paid more money, so he kicked us to the curb, but I was only here for a few days, and I, I couldn't put it off. And, and so he contacted Pastor Greg, and Pastor Greg said, man, I'll take y'all fishing. And so he took us out fishing. We had a great time. They, uh, they, they, they fooled me. I'm a Georgia boy. I've never been fishing in the ocean, and I hooked a 700-pound dolphin. They, took, they fully convinced me I could land that thing on a 20-pound rod and reel. And... I burned up one of his reels. He thought it was the funniest thing ever, but I swore I could land him. And if I'd have had a shotgun, I would have landed him and landed myself in jail. But I didn't know because I was from Georgia. You know, I didn't fish in the ocean. I ain't know you couldn't shoot dolphins. I didn't shoot a dolphin. Don't, nope, nobody come arrest me. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, Pastor Greg and I swapped um, information, you know, phone numbers at that time. And and uh, I don't know, a year later or so, on down the road, uh, Michael came up to Georgia and spent some time with us. He just needed to get away and just, you know, hear from God on some stuff. And, and when, he, when he left, he said, man, there's a position for a campus pastor open up at the Tampa campus. You need to put in your application. I'm like, man, I, just go home. I ain't putting in my application nowhere. Just, just get out of here. And uh, so after he left, I prayed half-heartedly. I was like, all right, God. If this is you, I know it's not, but if it is, I don't want to be stubborn, which I'm not. I'm the humblest guy in the world. <laughs> if it's you, then half Pastor Greg called me because I knew that was not their pattern. That was not their pattern. So the pattern was they have an outside firm, contact people. You submit an application to them. They vet people, and then they, they, they bring a, a group of guys into uh, an internal group that vet them even further, and then like two or three made it to Pastor Greg, and then he would decide right, who, the, who was going to be hired at that time. That's how it was then. And uh, so I knew it wasn't going to happen. I was like, that's never going to happen. 
So it wasn't, it probably wasn't two weeks and my phone rang. I was having a conversation with one of the staff members back where I was. I pulled it out of my pocket and I looked, I was like, uh, uh-uh, that ain't it, God. <laughs> no, that's not it, Lord. <laughs> and, uh, so anyway, we played phone tag for a few days and I, I talked to him finally and I told him, I said, all right, I know this is what God has called me to do with the rest of my life. And I told him what it is. And he said, he told me, he said, John, he said, that's what I need at the crossing, man. I want you to come be on staff with us here. And he said, I want you to put in an application. I'm like, I'm not putting in an application yet. Me and my wife are going to pray a fast because the question I need answered by God is this is what I'm supposed to do with the rest of my life. Should I do it here in Warner Robins or am I supposed to do this in Tampa? So that's, that's what I need God to tell me. And so my wife and I fasted and prayed for about five days and uh, came to the conclusion that it was not time for us to move. And so we came to that conclusion and I was going to call him back on a Tuesday, I think it was. It might have been a Wednesday. I, I get those days mis- mixed up. But the day before I called him back, I had a, a friend of mine who... Is a, is, operates in the prophetic. He called me. He said, man, I was praying for And I hadn't told anybody anything, not even Michael. I hadn't told anybody anything. So, so he called me and he said, man, I was praying for you this morning. And God told me to call you and tell you it's time for you to uproot your family and move. I was like, yeah, all right, here we go, Lord. All right, so he, and he said, you know, and he said, he told me some other things that I had been praying about and he, and God gave him the answers to my prayers. And so I knew it was the Lord, all except that piece. And (laughs) so he said, God even told me where you're moving. And I said, this ought to be good. How are you going to guess this one? I was thinking, all right, he's going to say Seattle, New York, he's going to say California, he's going to say something. And he's like, do you know anybody in Tampa? I was like, man, shut up. God. I was like, Carl, I never want to talk to you again. Don't ever call me back. (laughs) But I got off the phone with him. And, you know, me being the spiritual man I am, I just kind of was like, well, you know, that was one. (laughs) So I don't know if you know what a fleece is. You know, in in the Old Old Testament, the Bible, uh, Gideon put, God told him, uh, put out a fleece so you know it's me talking to you. And tomorrow morning, it'll be wet around it and it'll be dry. And so he put the fleece out. So when you do something like that, you're like, it's kind of like, you know, uh, uh, flipping a coin scene of God speaking to you, you know, if he's really doing it. So after that, uh, I put out four fleeces. They all came back right (laughs) that we were coming to Florida. And I had two other guys that don't, none of them them talk to each other, call me and say, God told me it's time for you to move. (laughs) And I was like, God, like, all right, Lord, I hear you, but I got one more fleece. (laughs) I got one more. And uh, so, <laughs> and, and the last one was, I'm going to call Pastor Greg and I'm going to tell him, I'm going to tell him, if he answers this right, I'm going to tell him we're coming. I said, God, he's got to tell me that he is 80% sure that I'm the guy. I don't want to hear 98. I don't hear 95, not 90, not 70, not 60. I don't hear 80%. If you tell, if he tells me he's 80% sure, then I know it's you. I, I, I'm a man of faith, right? <laughs> Four fleeces, three prophets. I mean, you would think I would have got the picture by now, but I mean, it was a big deal. I was moving my family and yeah. But anyway, um, so it was, uh, he, uh, I called Pastor Greg and I, I asked him the question. I said, okay, 
I need to know on a scale of one to a hundred percent, how sure are you that I'm the guy? And he said, well, I'm about 70% sure. Yeah. No, 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 no. Probably 75. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, 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 no. I'm 80% sure. I was like, okay. So let me tell you all that I've done to get this answer. So me and my family are coming. I hope you got a job for me when you get there. Cause I had not even put in an application yet. Much less gone through their process. I just heard that God wanted me to come. So thank God. Thank you, Pastor Gray for hiring me, you know, <laughs> and hear from God. Thank you. <laughs> but if it hadn't have been for prophetic people, I could have missed the plan of God for me and my family. I mean, missed it. So he moved here and, and, and my, my, my daughter married a great guy and, and uh, Cole Reichert, he's our, our, our student pastor over in Plant City and they got three great grandbabies. We'd have missed that. So you got to listen to the Lord and, and sometimes you miss it, but God is gracious enough to come and slap you upside the head just like he had to me <laughs> to get you on, on the right path. It's like, I, you know, that, 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 uh, what is it? Liar, liar. I think that was it. No, what was it? No. Bruce almighty. God, I need a sign. He had like 50 signs and, and he kept saying, God, I need a sign. But anyway, so that's, that, that's what prophecy is for. And, and not only for that, but the, in first Corinthians 14, three, it says, but, but the one who prophesies speaks to people for their strengthening, encouraging and comforting. So he, he speaks to us in strengthening. Now, I have one other testimony I've only shared once, and, 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 and I'm, I'm going to share it today. Uh, when my, so the same guy who, who gave, us the, gave me the testimony about coming here, he was at my house a few months before then, and uh, we were just sitting around having dinner, and it's, 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 it's dangerous to have dinner with him because he always has prophetic words, and it's just like, man, couldn't I get out of tonight without one? But, any, you know, um, so he gave, he gave my wife a, a, a word and he said, first time he's ever given her a word actually, and, and the only time. And so I don't need another one. But um, he told her, he said, uh, he said, you are about to walk through the toughest time of your life, but God wants you to know <laughs> that on the other end of it, it's gonna be all right that everything's gonna work out for your good and he's gonna use what you went through to minister to others. Amen. Talking about strength. So two days after I got off the phone with Pastor Greg telling him we were coming, she was diagnosed with breast cancer. And of course, you don't hear that you have cancer. You hear you're going to die because you never hear that. You always hear oh, death. It's, it's over. You know, you think it's a big death sentence and it's not. It's not because we serve a God that heals. Why he didn't miraculously heal it, I don't know. I don't know. But he gave us a word that it was going to be all right. So as we went through the years of, I think she did better than I did. I know she did. She was a woman full of faith and she was, had peace through it all. And 
I was a basket case and just struggling every day and never told her, you know, she had the first surgeries and went through the the radiation and, and, uh, you know, started taking this stuff that she couldn't take. So she quit taking it and they said, well, it might come back if you quit taking it. And so there were a couple of other lumps that came up and, you know, and so everything, everything was, is today the day it comes back every day. There was that pressure, us standing on the word that God, you said it was going to be all right. And us standing on his word that God, you said you carried away our diseases. You said you healed all of our diseases that, that Jesus died so that we could be healed. I've watched you heal other people. I've, I, by that time I had, I had prayed for people who had cancers that were incurable and they went away. I pray for kids that were, that had that brain stem had detached from their brain and, and they were dying and, and a priest was there to pronounce the last rites. And I prayed for him. He came back from the dead and was restored a hundred percent. I seen all this and I was asking God, what are you doing? What is, this is not supposed to happen to me. Part of my arrogance, maybe needed some humbling. But we had his word and we had the assurance from the Holy Spirit and we had a prophetic word to hang on to, to say everything's going to be all right. It was a five-year journey, a five-year journey, multiple, multiple surgeries. You know, and I, I could go into a lot more detail about all the surgeries and all the stuff and And, you know, anybody that's struggling with any of that, my wife and I would be glad to talk to you because there's things we've learned since then that we would have done differently had someone talked to us in the, in the beginning instead of us figuring it out years later. Much different. But God had given us a word to strengthen us. It was like an anchor to hold on to. God, you saw it coming and you said it's going to be all right. It's going to work out for our good and that, that, that we're not going to have that problem anymore. And I, I remember, because there's a, there's a heaviness that comes with that and a fear that comes with that, that just, that just oh my, my, it just rains down on you every day. And it's like a, a, a wet wool blanket. You just got to throw off all the time. And i never forget the day God broke it. I was standing in the hallway for me. My wife wasn't under it. She was a woman of five I mean, she wasn't under it. She had a peace. I didn't. I was standing in the hallway at my house and it was, it was on me so heavy. And I, I was like, God, I can't take it no more. This, this is, this is eating me up. And it was probably year four. I mean, we, I, you know, we've been, I'd been under that for four years, fighting it every day. And I said, God, you said in your word, you carry away our diseases. And he spoke to me and he said, never in your family again will there be cancer. And it lifted. A year later, we sat in front of the, the oncologist and
he actually had tears in his eyes. He said, I never get to say this, but you're free. I'll never see you again. You know when a doctor that ain't a believer declares you're free. <laughs> That's God saying you're free. He brings the word to encourage. Because sometimes we're walking through things we lost our courage. Or we might be about to walk through something where we need courage. Or we might be in the middle of something where we where we're feeling discouraged and he fills us with courage through a word that is spoken. A word from him, a prophetic word that transforms us and encourages us. He brings it to comfort us. To comfort us, to know everything's gonna be all right. Maybe because we've lost our comfort. Prophetic word you know, the old, old time Pentecostals, they, they, they talk about a prophet coming that nobody shows up because everybody was scared. He's going to call out my sin. Well, the Holy Spirit convicts you of sin. People who operate in the prophetic really are here to strengthen, to encourage, and to comfort. And that's what Wednesday night's all about. So I want to encourage you to come. If you haven't been, you need to come. If you have been, you need to come. Because God is going to be speaking. God is going to be changing lives. Now we're going to pray real quick, but then there's a, there's a part of the service I feel like we need to move into that, that I, I, I believe the Lord is doing. I know the Lord is doing some miraculous stuff today. So I want everybody to bow your heads real quick. Everybody just repeat this prayer. Dear Jesus, I give you my life. I believe that God raised you from the dead. And I confess that you are Lord of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Keep your heads bowed, eyes closed for one minute. I'm gonna count to three. And when I count to three, if, if this is the first time you've prayed that prayer or you gave your life, and you gave your life to Jesus today, I want you to raise your hand and I want you to hold it up until someone comes to you with a card because we want to get your information so that we can help you on your journey with the Lord. When I say three, raise your hand and keep it up until someone comes to you. One, two, three. Raise your hand. Come on. Come on. Come on. Jesus wants a relationship with you today. Just raise that hand. balcony and the bleachers. So now we're going to, we're going to shift in the service. I, I really, I really feel like the Lord is, I know God is doing a work today. I, I heard backstage before I came out, he didn't say this to me in prior services. He said this to me just a few minutes ago that before I came out here, and this is a word for you, 
This is a word for you. He said, I'm banishing cancer in my people today. So I speak to that cancer in Jesus' name. I speak to it and I command you to dry up. I command tumors to disappear in the name of Jesus. God also said, I'm, I'm rewriting the genes of people who have had, gen, had cancer through their genetics. I, I'm rewriting those genes today in Jesus' name. I command cancer. I take authority over cancer in Jesus' name. I command you to loose your hold on every person under the sound of my voice. And I command you to loose them and let them go in the name of Jesus. You have no authority over their lives any longer. You have no power, no place of position within them. I command you to dry up, to disappear, and to go away. That I command that infirmity to leave your life now in the name of Jesus. Every form of cancer, loose and let go right now in Jesus' name. Those of you who don't have it, ain't worrying about it, I want you to press in prayer. If you have a prayer language, I want you to pray for, start praying right now. God's doing something in, the, in these services today and online today. He's doing something in people's lives. I had a testimony last night. God said something about prostate cancer. I had a man come up to me afterwards. He said, I was crying out to God because I got, I got to bad, a bad report last Friday. And I was crying out to God today. And, and, and I needed an answer. And God stopped me. And I, and, and I spoke to prostate cancer and commanded healing. And that's what he needed to hear about. And God spoke to him. God's doing something right now. We're going to worship for just a minute. I want you to worship. You can stand to your feet if you'd like. We're going to worship for just a minute. We hope you enjoyed that message from Pastor Jonas all day. Don't forget you can watch all of our messages on demand and tune into our live services at youtube.com slash crossingchurch. You can also download our app by searching for Crossing Church Tampa in your app store. Thanks for tuning in. We can't wait to worship with you every Wednesday at noon prayer at our Tampa campus and for our weekend services. To learn more, go to wearecrossing.com.